Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Hashtag Gen Z. I'm your host, Megan Grace. Hello and welcome back. This is episode 41 of Hashtag Gen Z. If you tuned in last episode, we reconnected with our friend Andrew Roth, founder and CEO of DCDX, a research, insights, and strategy firm helping brands truly understand Gen Z. Since we chatted with Andrew, DCDX has put out their top Gen Z brands report, so you'll definitely want to go check that out. Again, you can find them on their website, dcdx.co, and on Instagram and LinkedIn. While I didn't intend to have a two-part focus on measuring cohort culture, I was recently connected with someone else who is working to quantify and measure cohort culture. As I've been on this journey to understand Gen Z culture for a number of years now, I've come to realize it's impossible for one researcher or one research group to be able to cover everything for an entire generation. There's also beauty in multiple minds working together to better understand a cohort. It allows us to look at different topics and from different angles. Similar to how our approach to research from Gen Z differs from Andrew and DCDX's, my guest in this episode is working to measure Gen Z culture, but doing so through a different approach. In this episode, I spend time with Tyler Midek. Tyler Midek is the CEO and founder of TeamView, a Silicon Valley-based business that helps companies get insights into the world of Gen Z. Tyler is 16 years old and leads TeamView while also attending Menlo High School in Atherton, California, where he's a junior. Tyler started TeenView two years ago after witnessing adults struggle to understand and to connect with Gen Z ideas, habits, and preferences. Since then, TeenView has worked with clients ranging from Fortune 500 companies to startups and nonprofits. Tyler loves problem solving and tackling new challenges and brings a youthful yet strategic perspective to his work at TeenView. Please help me in welcoming Tyler to this episode. So I'm so excited again. I'm excited to every guest, honestly. I guess I shouldn't, it's not that I want to stop saying I'm excited, but I am. I love being able to chat with people that um, either think similarly or think differently than I do. And in this case, um, I'm excited to welcome a guest who probably loves data and information as much as I do, which uh, apparently there's more of me out there than I thought. Um, but Tyler, you're joining us from TeenView. Um, I'm going to let you actually explain, probably in more authentic words than my own, um, who you are and what TeamView does, but welcome to the podcast, Tyler. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me. Really excited to be here and, and talk a little bit about Gen Z with you. Um, yeah, so yeah, a little bit about me. Um, I'm, I'm 16 years old. Um, I'm based in Silicon Valley. Uh, I'm a junior in high school. Um, uh, I'm also the CEO and founder of TeamView. Uh, a company I started around two years back. Uh, kind of the origin story is I heard two adults talking about uh, how they, uh, they were having had such a hard time reaching Gen Z. They had a Gen Z-oriented app. Uh, and the way they would actually reach Gen Z was by going to colleges and standing in college microwave lines. 
um, and offering people $5 to, to download their app and tell them what they thought. Um, when I heard that story, I was like, there has to be a better way. Um, and so I kind of, I, I got a couple of friends together um, and we decided to kind of start consulting for businesses. Um, and that, that grew over time. Uh, and now we kind of, we have a large community of tens of thousands of teams that uh, help companies with everything from, uh, I mean, quantitative work and, and uh, market research and qualitative focus groups, uh, project deep dives. Uh, and uh, we're, we're kind of expanding into social media management right now too, which is super exciting and, and working on some, some TikTok social media management um, and Discord social media management. Um, yeah, the, the basics of TeamView are really easy. Um, we, we help old people understand young people. Um, so uh, said in a different way, our clients are, are typically kind of uh, large to medium-sized businesses, um, and they come to us to, to get a better understanding of how Gen Z thinks and acts. Um, and so, yeah, they ask for help understanding social media, talking, talking and thinking through products, um, and developing customer acquisition strategies. Um, I love that you, uh, again, it's, we do different things, but we do a lot of similar things. I, uh, watch out how you say old Tyler. Uh, but yes, it, you do a very similar work in what I do, um, in trying to help other generations understand other generations, uh, without throwing around any of that, uh, age, uh, slander that you put out there. I did have like a moment of existential crisis as you were talking, you're like old people, young people. Oh my God, I am the old people now. I think, um, cause it's a little bit about what I do as well and trying to understand what's going on with the teens. Um, y'all are amazing, but terrifying and intimidating at the same time. I don't know if that is just Gen Z or all teenagers, but um, I'm glad to have you here to be a friendly representative of your of your peers today. Um, really, what inspired you? I know that you had that conversation where you heard these people trying to like engage Gen Z. What was really that moment where you're like, I could do this and I think we're going to do it through data. Like walk me through really what that inspiration looked like. I know you said you collaborated with a friend or two to get started. Walk us through those early days uh, of TeenView and, and how you've gotten to where you are today. Totally. Um, so I founded TeenView when I was 14. Um, and uh, it, was, it was a really interesting experience for me uh, because I'd always like kind of thought about starting a business. Um, but you never really like think you can do it when, when you're 14 because you, you don't know what to do. Um, and so, I mean, where I started was, was and I, I literally went to school um, and I pitched this idea to friends and, and I didn't know what I was pitching. I was like, hey, do you guys want to like provide your, your thoughts to, to companies and, and get paid? And they're like, sure. <laughs> um, and so I kind of, I started by, by kind of leveraging my network and the people around me, um, which was really helpful. Um, and we, we did some, some pro bono work with nonprofits um, and kind of slowly worked our way up. And at the start, we actually, we did not take the, the quantitative data route. Uh, we took more of like a, a qualitative uh, focus group type route uh, where kind of me and my friends would sit down with companies and and kind of yeah do deep dives on their products and provide reports um, and once we got traction there uh, we realized that uh, yeah there was there was there was a, an area for us to kind of expand um, and so we thought through all of the different ways we could like kind of reach Gen Z uh, and get quantitative data 
Um, and we did something that none of our competitors uh, were doing or are doing now. Uh, we actually used the Discord platform to try to reach teens. Um, we created a, a Discord community, uh, which yeah, I don't know. Have, have ever used Discord? I'm not as familiar with Discord. Would love. I mean, I know that it's it's like a messaging setting. I believe I'm showing my age and lack of knowledge, but that is humility and vulnerability at its finest. Um, no, walk us through Discord and make us all fans. Yeah, so it's it's a bunch of kind of little communities and, and servers, um, and it started as a place for for gaming. Um, but it's actually kind of expanded a bunch in the past couple of years. And now it's kind of a bunch of different communities for, for all sorts of things. Um, and I almost look at it as like the, the central uh, place for Gen Z communities. Um, and so we created our own community there. We created our own server. Um, and by kind of reaching teens where they were at, uh, we were able to get like much more long-term engagement uh, and much more high-value engagement. Um, and that's been super successful for us. And we've continued to kind of grow that server um, over these past couple of years. So it's almost like a little bit like Reddit. Does it have like a Reddit vibe to it? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty kind of familiar. Uh, yeah, it's pretty uh, similar to Reddit. Um, yeah, kind of in the, in the kind of the same room terms. The way I would almost think about it is uh, Slack for teens. Um, so it has the same kind of channel set up. It has the same messaging set up. Uh, you can also kind of bring in bots and uh, uh, third-party integrations. Um, but it's a much more user-friendly, at least for, for Gen Z version of Slack. Got it. So I could definitely see how, especially with where we know teenagers are hanging out um, in terms of gaming methodology and just engagement through gaming and those settings. I could definitely see how this is a prime environment where people of your, I don't want to say target audience, but really if you were trying to connect with your peers to get their voice on things, this makes absolute sense to me as to why you would go there. And I do think that's unique and it's also creative. It's, um, I work in social science research and sometimes you just got, you got to go to the place where your target audience is in this place. It's a digital setting where teenagers are gathering. Um, it's kind of like, you know, how you mentioned that those app developers were going to college, uh, microwaving lines. Um, back in my old timey days, we just hung out at the mall. So like if you wanted to find teenagers, you just went to the mall or target or in, in my small hometown, the Sonic parking lot. Uh, that's where they would have found uh, me and my friends. But yeah, I think it, it's, it's really interesting how you're taking that same mindset of social science research and applying it to just a new environment of where people are at. I think that's so cool. Um, so I know you said that you do some of that engagement through discord walk us through some of your methods. I know you mentioned a few of them at the beginning that it really started with what uh, we academic nerds would call document analysis or potentially product analysis that you were giving feedback there. Um, but what are some of the other methods that you utilize within TeamView to capture the team view? Yeah. Um, so one one method that we've kind of been using a lot recently and which, which our clients have loved is something we're calling TeamView Chat, um, which was kind of inspired from uh, like our clients wanted long-term engagement with a small group of teens and they wanted like rapid feedback. Um, and so we are like, like what, like in the simplest form, like what could we, what's, what's our solution to that? Um, 
we decided to throw a bunch of teens in a group chat with, with adults. Um, it was actually kind of way more successful than you would think. I mean, it's, it's something that, that it seems obvious, um, but like we did it with design teams for companies uh, and companies were able to get like instant feedback as they were kind of like working on their, their UI and UX. Um, we did it as, as companies were kind of working on, on, on product teams were working on adding new features to, to their, their apps and to their websites. Um, and yeah, they were also able to kind of get instant feedback and, and we were able to kind of aggregate this, this great group of teens, uh, on the other side that was super intellectual and was, was able to, uh, to, to provide, uh, like, yeah, they're, they're, they're the trendsetters of Gen Z. Um, and by kind of capturing that group, we were able to have a, a smaller group of intellectual teens kind of represent a larger group. So I know that you've really focused on your, uh, I would say that high school, maybe some preteen middle school age. Um, do you ever envision that you will go to an older population or a younger population thinking about like college and young adults or even your elementary school children? I know elementary school children are technically at this point uh, gen alpha, but with that model, are you kind of trying to stay within what I imagine is like the eight? grade to 12th grade range or, or what is, where's your, where do you see it going if anywhere? Yeah. So, uh, we've had a lot of kind of requests for clients. We, we commonly see like, so we, we specialize 13 to 19 is, is what we kind of consider to be a teen. Um, but we've, yeah, we've realized that a lot of clients have been requesting kind of the upper range of 19 and above 19, um, which kind of a lot of, yeah, kind of like fits into Gen Z and like kind of going all the way up to around 24 or not totally sure what the number is these days. Um, but yeah, we've definitely considered and we've, we've taken projects and done work with clients that does push that boundary. Um, we're generally pretty flexible. We have not gone younger though. Um, because I mean, the, the challenge is a lot of the forms that we're using to reach Gen Z, uh, like these social media platforms are kind of all 13 plus. Um, and as we, as we kind of get below that barrier, we run into other issues. Um, but yeah, we've actually, we've seen, I mean, I, I feel as if uh, platforms like like Discord are kind of slowly getting an older age demographic um, as, as kind of people continue to use the platform as, as they get older. Um, and with that, we're also kind of changing. And also, yeah. I'm, I'm getting yeah, older too. Um, I'm, I'm also, yeah, and, and the company is, is, is definitely kind of moving with me. And um, as I get older, I see kind of the value in reaching kind of the higher end of Gen Z. Um, and so, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely something we're working on. Yeah. So I think it'll be interesting because I think that what you're doing is really important because um, from a teenage perspective, that is an area, again, like I said, teenagers are intimidating, um, like in a good way. Um, I actually recorded an episode with uh, someone that I really want to connect you with, Andrew Roth. Uh, y'all do very similar work. Um, and we talked about how like teenage girls really are the gatekeepers to culture. Like those young people really, really are in charge of what's cool. Um, and that's a, that's a very intimidating place to be. I don't ever feel like I was a cool teenage girl, but at somebody was at my high school, you know? And I think it's important that there's like some of this like peer ledness that goes on with what you're doing. But I do think that, yes, you will get older. That's the, the inevitability of, of being a human. I apologize. Um, but it's really important that there is still that that space for teenagers to kind of gather. So I'm really curious to follow your, your journey with this as it continues, um, whether you continue it as you move on past being a teenager, you hand it off to somebody else. Um, but I do think it's really important that you're creating that space and you're creating um, 
that environment for people to provide feedback and be a part of really important conversations. Um, make sure those voices are heard. Uh, so as you know, this season is about culture and culture is a really interesting thing um, in the sense that a lot of people think that it's just maybe um, our race, our ethnicity or our gender, but our age is actually a component of our culture too. And I know that that is like preaching to the choir to you that there is a culture that exists within your cohort of, of friends and peers. Um, you've really talked to us a bit about what it is that you do to kind of help capture that voice and that part of culture. Um, but what do you think from your work, what do you think are some things that we need to know about Gen Z culture and like Gen Z cohort culture? When we think about the values and behaviors, um, we're the old people. What are the things we need to know? Yeah, totally. Um, we've been talking a lot about Discord, which is kind of the place for for communities in Gen Z. But the big place for culture uh, and for, uh, yeah, to kind of capture the energy of Gen Z and, and where companies can go to market to Gen Z is TikTok, um, which is also, I've heard, kind of intimidating for, for I don't know what to call you guys, the people on the older end. <laughs> you can say uh, it. It's fine. <laughs> old people. Um, but yeah, TikTok is, it's kind of an app that's largely populated by Gen Z um, and plays a big role in, in kind of, in cultivating the, the Gen Z culture. Um, I mean, when you kind of look at uh, TikTok trends these days, um, there are these crazy things. Like, I don't know if you've seen, but recently Gen Z has been dressing up in suits to go to Minion movies. Um but there's also been other trends, like all of Gen Z decides to like replace the laughing emoji with the chair emoji. Um, and, and what all these things do, which is really interesting, um, is they, uh, they, they really kind of create this, this hive mind almost, uh, but this kind of like-mindedness and this interconnectedness uh, that's happening through the internet, uh, through all of Gen Z. Um, and more than any other generation before, it, it creates this, this bond uh, that makes us all feel super close um, and makes us all feel like we, we have something in common. Uh, yeah, and it's all kind of happened through these, these social media apps uh, that, that Gen Z has, has kind of taken over. <laughs> Yes, um, I'm terrified of TikTok. I might just, I might have to contract you at an hourly rate to like just coach me through these things to be less scared. Um, I shouldn't be scared of these things, but it is, um, and, and this is not the first time I've heard about this, that, you know, the trends are whipping through fast, but it is like at a week by week basis, I can't understand how that does matter and why it matters to Gen Z culture is that being a part of the trend is not necessarily something that's unique and new to Gen Z, but in a world where we are so uh, sometimes distant by physical distance, we are connected in other ways. And that's a really cool thing that social media gives to you all is that, you know, if you do the minion suit trend or whatever it is, um, that you're connected from, you know, you being in Silicon Valley all the way to a, a kid in Pensacola, Florida, we all went and did our minion suits. We did that. That's so cool. Like that's like good for Gen Z way to have it. I know some of you uh, older Gen Z, like the 
people will be like, well, what about the Tide Pods? I think I think they learned the lessons on the challenges. And like, we're not doing the Tide Pods anymore. We're just doing harmless going to the movie theaters in our suits kind of situation. Um, I think that's a really cool thing to have. Um, it's almost like you get to have like senior ditch day every day on TikTok, but you're still going to school, which is important. Um, you're not even a senior yet. You won't even get the joys of senior ditch day for another, what, year and a half, two years? You'll get there but not TikTok's there to emulate that same connectedness and that spirit. Um, I think that's an important part of culture. Sharing kind of also some of the humor, like what's funny. Um, people are like, what's funny to Gen Z? I'm like, I don't know. I wish I could tell you. It changes so fast. But uh, I think that there is that shared experience, that shared humor, that shared, this is what's going on. This is the funny joke. This is the trend. This is the meme. Um, people will criticize that. Older generations and other generations will criticize that. But I think that's so important. And we forget that as we're growing up, every generation has that same thing. So like, I can look back to my time when I was around your age and know exactly like, what were the things that were cool that you had to like, or you might as well not be a part of like the youth culture, uh, which is, it's not as stringent, but anyways, um, let's think about, I know you've talked about what we need to know about Gen Z culture, where we should go if we wanted to be a part of it um, or be scared of it if you're like me. Um, but what is something or some things that are potentially misunderstood about Gen Z culture? So I know you, um, you shared about things we should know and where's places we can go to learn, but what is something that you think is misunderstood? Cause I'm sure you get that in the work that you do with the clients that you work with. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, uh, it's people very commonly think Gen Z has has short attention spans, which it's to some extent we do. Um, but I think more of that is just due to we, we just kind of we want to we want to cut through the BS. If you want to seriously get the attention of Gen Z, um, you have to provide some sort of value to us and and, and make us want to be involved. Um, I mean, like I think the, the best way, kind of like outsiders, outside brands. Uh, people trying to reach Gen Z uh, can get our attention is to kind of become part of our community um, and and to to show us to show us that you care. Um, and I think gone are the days when when brands can make like thirty second videos uh, or or kind of quick ads uh, that that are interesting but like like aren't really that powerful and actually get people's attention and get get Gen Z excited. Um, we're we're very we constantly have our eyes out for like like kind of fake stuff. Um, and if you, if you really want to reach us, you have to, you have to be genuine. Um, yeah, that's, that's definitely kind of something that, that I see people commonly misunderstand um, or just don't really get. I think that that's a really, like if I think about the takeaway there is that um, Gen Z just wants to be included sometimes. Like if that makes sense, like welcomed and included into the, like whatever space it is. They don't necessarily, I don't know if there's a necessity that like they have to be in charge of everything, but I've just personally found, and please correct me if I'm wrong, that like if I so much as open up the opportunity to be provided with feedback or to say, hey, Tyler, I've been working on this thing but I would love to get your perspective on it. Or do you want to come help me co-create it? Or do you want to just like be a part of the conversation? There is such a willingness to do that. And I think that's where we actually have a better opportunity to not have misunderstandings is just thinking like if we're creating something for, or if we're thinking about creating a way to engage, like we just need to ask Gen Z and they'll probably want to be a part of it. Then there's this ownership, this ambassadorship 
Am I correct in like kind of hearing that? Um, yeah, totally. Um, yeah, people people want to to be engaging. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of brands are doing that really well right now through platforms like Discord, like we were talking about before. Um, I mean, you see like Starbucks creating Discord servers and uh, and the Olympics creating a Discord server and uh, and you see a lot of these brands like asking asking like Gen Z for their for their feedback for like getting them engaged in the product, um, which is something that we haven't really seen before on this scale. Um, but yeah, it definitely makes Gen Z feel included. Um, and then the next time Gen Z is looking for like a coffee shop, they're like, oh, well, Starbucks, like I was just in their Discord server. Um, and, and like they, they kind of, they get like, yeah, lots of, lots of new customers there. Yeah. I think that's really interesting. And it's like almost like not brand feedback, but I know that, um, I always take surveys because I believe in survey karma. Um, but even in just small things like, what do you like? What do you not like? Um, in a very casual sense, gives you this like almost element of, I feel like I contributed. Like I always take the feedback of my airlines, like when I fly, because um, if I have any opportunity to indicate that the service or the experience could get better for myself and other people, then of course I'm going to do it because I'm going to have a better flight. Right. And so I think that it's this, uh, there is this willingness from Gen Z to share and be a part of it. If we open the door and let that even be an opportunity, I think that's a really important one. So, well, Tyler, this has been really uh, a lovely conversation. Um, I just absolutely love what you're doing to engage your peers, really capture kind of the voice and views of what's going on with people your age. Um, that's an important charge to be leading. So I wrap up every episode and every interview with the same question. Um, and I think it's really important. But what is your favorite thing about your Gen Z peers? Yeah, it's a great question. Um and it's so hard because it really is, um, yeah, lots of things to choose from. Um, but I think uh, if I had to single out one thing, I would say it's our humor. Uh, we were talking about this a little bit before. Uh, but Gen Z, kind of through our humor, we celebrate the good parts and the bad parts of our generation. Um, and sometimes our humor is like so odd, it doesn't even make sense. Um, and, and part of what we do through our humor is almost like like the fact that it's exclusive a little bit, and that older generations don't get it is part of what we love. It's, it kind of creates this, like, it's like teens being rebellious, um, but in a way that, uh, yeah, in a way that, that obviously it kind of hasn't really happened in the past. And it's, it's done through like a really interesting way. Um, I mean, a great example of this is, uh, let's see, like a, a TikTok trend that went like totally viral uh, a little while back was, I mean, people would kind of be, they would, they would try to create a unique series of events um, and like the idea when they would take like a Cheerio and then they would just like smash it and then they would like put something on top of it. Um, and the concept would be like, I did something that nobody else did before. Um, and then all throughout the comments of like that TikTok video, uh, would be people saying, uh, well, you should have seen uncle Joe at like the potluck last Sunday. He did that like exact thing. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's like this really kind of like odd, uh, but, but funny, funny type of humor uh, that creates such an amazing community. Um, and, and it's so amazing to yeah be, be part of all this and kind of like see it all kind of unfolding um, and to see how like Gen Z uses the internet and, and uses all these platforms uh, to, to uh, yeah, create such a, a lively and, uh, and engaging and, and fun community. 
yes, I might need a tutorial on Gen Z humor as well if one could quantify that for me. I have read somewhere that Gen Z is like big fans of John Mulaney, like the comedian. Um, I don't know if that's true or false because his comedy style is like, he's older than I am. So I'm like, how did he crack the code with them? Um, but his comedy style is very like, you just own up to like the good and the bad about you. And you can, you can be serious and acknowledge the human experience, but you can also poke fun at the good and the bad parts. So I think that that's probably why they tend to love him. Uh, because he is very good at poking the the good and the bad parts of life with a little bit of a, a joke here and there. So, um, well, Tyler, thank you so much. Per usual, um, it has been just a delight to spend time with you. Um, I am semi-serious that I probably might just need to be like, Tyler, tell me about like offline, all of these things, because I realize as I get older, so does Gen Z, but also uh, there's also some young ones and there's a whole other world out there of the younger Gen Z that are using different platforms and different spaces and older Gen Z and that in itself. Um, I had moments of dissonance in our conversation in a very good way that there's still so much for myself to learn. Um, so I want to thank you for your willingness to share with this old gal uh, a little bit about what's going on with the young people. And um, I definitely learned quite a bit about some new spaces that y'all are inhabiting um, and new ways in which you're engaging and sharing community and how your work with TeamView is doing a great job in trying to capture what that culture is and capture what that experience is. So thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks so much. It's been great sharing all of that and I really enjoyed this. So thanks for having me. Of course. I want to thank Tyler for spending time with me and sharing about his work. It's incredible to see young people not only develop a passion for advocating for their generation, but working to develop research-backed insights and helping others understand their generation. As I shared in the beginning of this episode, it's nearly impossible for one researcher or one research firm to cover and uncover everything for a cohort. I'm so glad there are people like Tyler and Andrew who are also working in this space to help create a world that better understands and better engages Gen Z. You can find more information about Tyler and his work with TeenView at teenview.com. Before we wrap up this episode, I want to remind you of recent changes for Corey and I. What used to be known as the Gen Z Hub is now the Institute for Generational Research and Education. This newly established nonprofit will be co-led by myself and Dr. Corey C. Miller. Our mission is to foster understanding, appreciation, and collaboration between generations through providing research and knowledge dissemination about generational characteristics, trends, behaviors, and outlooks as they impact intergenerational engagement. You can learn more about our work and check out our new website, institute4gens.org. That is institute, the number four, gens.org. And thank you for tuning into this episode. As always, if you enjoy this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. This not only helps me improve the podcast, but it helps other listeners find the show. Stay tuned as we continue to explore Gen Z cohort culture in upcoming episodes. However, if there's something you want to learn about, I'll happily make that happen. Please reach out via my website, meganmgrace.com, or on social media to share any questions or suggestions you have. Thank you again for stopping by for this episode. Let's continue this conversation, and we'll chat soon. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. 
then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.